When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking real money. Hey, welcome to Talking Real Money, the real money talking show where we talk about money that's real and really talk about it. I'm Don McDonald, confused as ever, uh, joined by the never confused Thomas Charles Cock. <laughs> that out. would be far from the truth, as you oh, know. Okay. I was trying to, trying to give him reigns. more credit than he deserves, uh, I, I think as, that is would be my, true. as is my job. Trying to make him feel better because he that, sounded, okay, exa- way, you before, sounded exasperated when the hour started. Well, I want to point something out here before we go, which is a, a very important topic in just a moment. Sure. Literally, 90% of the people that I talk to from the show or the podcast, you know, the first thing they say to me, it happened again this morning. No, what? Be nice to them. I Don. laugh at your jokes. I laugh at your jokes. Really? Literally 90%. Really? They feel bad because you don't laugh at them and you give me a bad time about them. They don't. So this whole do, aspect do of really? you making me feel better is not true. Oh. Yeah. You're right. It's literally you 90%. Me. You People caught say, me. Oh, you I, caught me. I lied. Anyway, so. I lied. I don't care. <laughs> don't give a damn. <laughs> I don't give a damn. I don't care. All right. Well, All right. we'll just leave that as it may. All right. Uh, you, so here's one thing we do know, what? actually. We don't It's pretty know. shocking. We do? Yeah. It's pretty shocking. It's about 25%... Of Americans, as they get close to retirement, have no retirement savings. It's If you look more bigger picture, it's about half of America that doesn't save anything. But it's like 25% that get close to retirement have no savings. It's kind of shocking. And we know because we talk to so many of you that it's hard to get started sometimes. How much percent? And blah, 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 where do I go? That's a problem, right? Well, because and we've talked about this before. We we and we're going to talk about it again, over and over and over again. The time to get started is as early as possible. The longer you wait, the more it hurts, the more it is going to hurt to invest to get the kind of money you're going to need to retire comfortably. We are a couple of things are are stacked against us. One, we're living a long time as human beings. We're living on average more than a decade longer than our grandparents or great grandparents did. That's about right. Yeah. More yeah. than a decade. So you're going to be in retirement a long time. And then, oops, almost no one has a pension anymore. And those who do have pensions need to be a little concerned about some of the pensions and how much they're going to pay. Social Security is not going to support you. So these facts say you have to take a portion of your pay and put it away for a rainy day. Hey, hey. And that can that be was very hard. poetic, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I should be kinder to that to that terrific uh, <laughs> little, little soliloquy there. So, I mean, yeah, so here's the thing. See, <laughs> see he does the same thing to me. <laughs> That's true. I do. I guess you're right. People. Turnabout is it's just I never uh, see anyone in person because no, I'm not allowed point. to leave my cave. 
Yeah, your office is locked I'm, from the outside. I'm like the guy. Uh, what, what was the the, the saint who wrote Revelation? I'm like him. I, he just was stuck in a cave, so all he thought about was horrible stuff. Yeah, the Bible and Revelations. There's, there's yeah. yeah, it's a lot of horrible stuff to think Bible. about. But <laughs> my only Bible there reference are for easier, this show. There are easier ways mm-hmm. intellectually to view this, right? There are, and oh, yeah. thank you. You got yeah. me to the point. Yeah. There, there, there was a, a study done recently, and this was reported in uh, at MarketWatch, uh, trying to figure out how to best convince people to put away a portion of their income. Now, we always say, you know, try to save ten to fifteen percent, yep, of your your income in a in a four hundred one k or four hundred three or IRA or Roth or whatever it might be, every single paycheck. But it's interesting. Our brains, our brains are, while they're our best feature in many cases, I know in my case it is, uh, they yeah. play games with us. Our brains are, 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 they're, they're con artists. They're, uh, they're tricksters. They're little jokesters. Our brains do not like percentages. It's like we look at that and go, oh, it's math. I don't know. 15% sounds like a lot. I don't think I can do that. But we we that we also look at numbers differently depending on how they're stated. Let's let's say you had uh, fifteen cents in your pocket, and you pulled out, a, or you know, you had a big wad of change in your pocket, and there fifteen cents fell and bounced into a little crevice that you're going to have to dig it out of. It's fifteen cents. What would you do? Nothing. Look at your investments as cents, not percentages i'm going to invest 15 cents out of every dollar i make well that's not much it's just 15 cents or 10 cents or whatever that is make it easier to invest are talking real money is your portfolio a mess you may have a case of hodgepodgeitis but don't worry we can help just set up a free no obligation meeting with a vestory advisor at vestory.com no sales pitch guaranteed that's v-e-s-t-o-r-y.com your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Hey there. Hi there. Welcome back there to the show. I'm Don. Tom's over there. You're out there. And there's an easy way, so easy, for you to actually be here with us at the same time. Because remember, Tom and I are not in the same room. It may sound like we're in the same room, but you can be as much in the same room and maybe even more in the same room because you're a lot closer to Tom than I am probably by calling us at 855-935-TALKS or you could just drive over to Tom's house. 855-935-8255. You're at your house. They can stop I'm by. I'm in the window. Yeah, you, I mean, yeah they can look at people waiting out you. there. Do you yeah. ever get a crowd look- forming outside the window? You know, you're, you know you're the fans. only people that have ever actually driven by the, my wife's uh, food truck, which I'm not going to mention. Well, Pompeii Wood Fired Pizza. At one oh, time, blood. somehow Google had the had the address as our home address, oh. and there were people that used to drive by thinking they could buy a pizza. But they didn't. I can come, remember people like they didn't uh, come because you were on the come, radio. No, they're like uh, yeah. no, they didn't come because I was on the radio. I don't give out my home address. People but feel if you look up Pompeii Wood Fired Pizza, you could probably find you could it. Probably figure it out. All right, It'd be hard. You know, I got to tell you, it's so easy to find out where people live nowadays. Oh, yeah. There's like 10,000 things online. You just pull it up and you go, oh, well, that's their house. It's a stalker's paradise out there. And I think it was just, was it just a week ago that I was randomly walking through Celebration and I found your house? 
which I didn't even, I don't think I told you that. I just, I think you, it's over there somewhere. You were not randomly walking. It was kind of that way. We were kind of like walking and I was like, I think it's over there, but let's call Debbie to make sure we're on the right path. And she said, yeah, you're very close. Boom. Okay. You were here, but it's, you make it sound like you just left your house in Seattle and, and wandered into Celebration, Florida. You you actually flew here and were staying in a hotel in Celebration, Florida. I'm one of the lucky souls that actually got out of town on Alaska Airlines. So yeah, thank you, hardly got that. back though. <laughs> That's true. No, that was Delta. That was Delta. Was Delta. Yeah, because your Alaska flight was canceled. Eight five five nine three five. Talk. Call us like Paul did. Paul waited so long, and we really appreciate Paul. that. Hi, Paul. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to thank you guys. I've been binging you, and it's definitely a thank you, but also not so much because my bliss has been destroyed. Um, You guys Uh have uh, educated me on on fees uh, in my retirement. your bliss. Yes. And prior, I thought everything was going well, but since then, I've kind of delved into it, and I I have 20% are in C-shares, and I'm oh. getting crushed by like over 2.3 percent of fees, and those are the only fee, and those are the fees I know of. So, and I, you so know, is this that, is this is uh, person I was dealing with? It, hey, Paul, it's I think it's, it's probably time to sell. Video, get re- you, you ready? You ready for this one? This is a really really good one. This is a dad joke. You need to. Uh, I think it's about time for you to go sell your sea shares by the seashore. And with the ah. <laughs> ah. Oh, he's been waiting yeah, for that got, one all day, all, all year. I've been waiting for years yeah. for that one. So wait, is this this is not in in a retirement plan, is it? Like an it's employer's pl- in, sponsored plan? It's within, it, it, yes, it's a component within my four hundred three b. Oh, what? My no, God. they shouldn't have yes, C shares. They in can. There. They can. That's outrageous. I got to okay, tell you though, but that company? is on that is on the brink of illegality. That is so close. That really to illegal. is. That's. That's awful. Is this a small company you work for? No, it's a 403, so it's a government or a school or a hospital. Oh, good point. That's outrageous. Right, but I, it, it wasn't one of the school-funded, one of the school-sponsored one. It was an outside one because of a friend back in 04 Not, that I went in with. Oh, this is a friend. Start yeah. the um, and it's within the American funds under capital group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know them. Yeah, I know we them know well. That, and yeah. and here's what here. How much money do you have in this 403b? I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna destroy your bliss even more. How much money in total do you have? <laughs> well, if you're gonna destroy it, I'm not saying. <laughs> no, roughly about uh, about six hundred and forty. Okay. Wait. You you ready? Dollars or no, thousands? Hold, thousands, dollars. thousands. Tom, not six hundred forty dollars. Hold on. No. No. Wait. Shh. Wait. 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 Oh, I mean, I've done still, the math too, so actually, you want I, well, but no, no, no. There's more, more to this. There, there's more to this than the than you, you want. I, I, I don't want to ruin a friendship, but I think I'm going to, because your friend and I'm holding up my fingers in little air quote things with the American Funds Group. I, they're not a terrible group. He, with the amount of money you put in, he could have gotten you what are called breakpoints on A shares. So instead of selling you what he claimed was a no commission C share, he could have literally sold you A shares with no commission, no load whatsoever, and annual fees that would have been between six tenths and nine tenths of a percent a year. Which is still high as far as still we're concerned. Still high, but 
this person did you a horrible disservice, horrible, and for themselves, made a heck of a lot of money. All right, it's, it's the fees around fifteen grand a year. But oh. what is your question here? We didn't let you get to that. No, that's okay. And and to to be fair, the friend is also in this with me. He wasn't the uh, he wasn't the agent that I went through. Oh. He was uh, oh. a peer. Okay. He said, "Go with this guy. He's uh. been good to me." But I, yeah. I, the more I yeah. find out, the more he's just smiling and. Uh, and now I know they're why all they're all nice, <laughs> Paul. They're all such nice people. Yeah, they're so nice. So, so to get to my question is, um, I, I've been asking actually to tell him I want out of the C shares when I first found out about them, and it's very very slow. But now I actually want out of everything and try to get into a lower fund ETF or anything like that. But I'm not. Sh- I, I don't know how to go about it or the best way to switch out. And would I be getting crushed with fees if I switch out of this and, and roll it over into no. An, no. another either? You know. No, as a matter of fact, you're going to feel you're going to feel a weight lift off of your wallet. You're going to feel lighter than air once you get out of this because your fees, if you get into ETFs or even just really good no load index mutual funds, your fees are going to go from two percent to a tenth of a percent. I was going to say point two or point uh, two, but. If you're, st- are you still working? It's okay. At he this can employer? he can move though, Tom. He can move. This go to the the the, the personnel, the human resources people at the school district, okay, and ask them for this. This is exactly what you must ask for. Ask for a list of all approved ah. investments for the four hundred three b plan. You'll find that the people who don't sell like a Fidelity or a Vanguard or you know Schwab or whomever, they may be on your list. They just don't call you. They don't call your friend and say, hey, I'm a nice guy. Let me help you out. I would actually, I would suggest to you even, Paul, if you really want to get spunky, that you write a letter and get copies of your statements and send it to the U.S. Department of Labor because this is the kind of thing that they've been trying to stop in retirement plans. But at least find out who your approved vendors are and find somebody new. Call us with that list. Tom and Don are talking real money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch guaranteed. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y dot com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. I went to check with the American funds. Now, I want to explain something before we go to our next caller. The mutual, the broker sold mutual fund industry has, they used to have just one commission. And that commission was generally, back in the old days, 8.75%. That's <laughs> that what it the used good to old be. days, Don, yes. Those funds are now gone. The highest commission generally charged on an, on an A share, and they have different classes of shares. There's A shares, B shares, and C shares. A shares have the lowest annual fee, but they have a commission up front. That commission at American Fund starts at 5.75%. Goes down to 5% at $25,000, 4.5% at $50,000, 3.5% at $100,000, 2.5% at a quarter of a million, 2% at $500,000, and is zero at a million or above, which means you're only paying the annual fees. B shares, though, 
You don't pay a commission up front. You pay yeah, a higher pay annual fee, and yeah. you have a contingent deferred sales charge at the end, <laughs> which means if you get out early, you pay the commission. C shares have no contingent deferred sales charge at the end. You can get in day one, get out day two, but they charge much higher annual fees to pay the broker the 5% commission that they would have gotten with the A shares. Now, an honorable broker, one who is honest and doing a, at least a decent job, would all, would never, as a matter of fact, it's illegal to not use breakpoint funds, but nobody ever gets caught. So I would not only refer this person to the Department of Labor, I would also refer them to the Securities and Exchange Commission because this is a flagrant violation of Reg BI, best interest. It is a flagrant violation of Reg BI. They should be reported, absolutely reported. No doubt about it, reported. I am furious. Can you tell how angry I am just, these people are evil. And they smile as they rip you off. Whoever you are, you are a horrible human being. And you know you are deep down inside. But you justify it because, well, you know, it did get me this nice Lexus and this beautiful house on Queen Anne Hill. I was thinking, actually, the boating season is coming. I could use something a little nice bigger this big year. Nice big boat. Yeah, go sell some yeah. sea shares. You'll be fine. Yeah, that's outrageous. 935-TALK. Yeah. Tom, let's go to the phone. Truly. Lisa, okay. welcome. Hi, thank you very much. Good afternoon. Um, I hope I have what's a really simple, easy question and that you can put in layman's terms for me. Um, I've got less than $1,000 in an HSA pre-tax account that is not doing me any good, and I want to get it out of there. So what should I do with it? So is this in, a, in an employer plan where you're still working? No, uh, the employer has dissolved. Okay. Okay. So that money could be moved into a retirement type account, like an IRA. Through your HSA or through another yeah. person who provides HSA services. But, but, but it's not going to. I'm trying no, to think could... of who would take a thousand dollar HSA and actually do decent funds with it, though. Uh, that's that's where well, I'm I would try some of the ma- I would try some of the major custodians. I'd call a Fidelity. I don't know. They might do it. I I don't know who does that. That's a good point. But the point of the matter is, if you don't have medical expenses for that, that money could be moved into a retirement type account, mm-hmm. invested for your retirement, and uh, help you in the future. Yeah. Okay. You can move your HSA to Fidelity. Just checked. Um, and what you could do with Fidelity is just as simple as, and this is probably the most simple thing to do, is just get a target date fund based on your retirement date, something like that. And and so, and by the way, to get started with that, I would just call Fidelity, say, here's mm-hmm. my situation. Can you help me get that moved? They've got people there that will do that. Mm. Oh, this is a problem. Hopefully oh. they answer more quickly than Alaska Airlines. Too, no, that's not way. a problem. There are no, there are no fees for balances under $10,000. That's good. Be. Zero yeah. fees. I just want to check. Uh, looks like that Fidelity's going to be a good spot. I would consider them. And as a matter of fact, Morningstar named them the best HSA provider. Well, they're huge in the retirement industry. So I think that, so again, Lisa, I just go online, type in Fidelity, figure it. I mean, it would type be Type in Fidelity to HSA. I just went right yeah. to it. And uh, that was, was that helpful? Good luck. Thanks for the call. We got to take a break. 855-935-TALK is our number. 855-935-8255. 
Give us a holler. We'll try to make your financial life better and make life worse for those people who are ripping you John off. John are talking real money. At some point, most investors need professional financial guidance. So get a little bit of free help or a lifetime of affordable 100% fiduciary guidance at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. We're talking real money. Oh, please help me. Just please help me. The world is one giant pseudo scam. Or maybe just even real scam. I mean, come on. We got the, the C-share guy. I would, the- I would love to know. I would seriously love to know if you went to the broker that put someone in those C-shares in their retirement account. When they could have used A-shares. See if they defend it one way or another. They can't defend. It's indefensible. I think they. I think they. I think they would say something like, "Well, yeah, but there would be a yeah, but." No, somewhere. it was to make us. C shares were incredited. It were were incredited. Yes, were created to make sales. Yeah, they I were, know that. That's the oh, that's the only purpose. But I'm and, just saying uh, that they they would say that's a they would probably say that's a no load fund. Oh my! Put him in a no load fund. That's probably as a matter of fact. I, oh, I would just challenge them. Go ahead and put that in writing, would you please? Please tell no, me that the American Fund C shares you sold are a no load fund, and put that in writing because the minute they put it to paper, they have violated the law. Yeah, I again, I just because it's illegal. It is illegal to call a B or C share fund a fund with a twelve B one fee of over. This is a, a little enlightenment for everyone. Any fund with a 12B1 fee of over 0.25% per year cannot, by law, be called a no-load fund. But whose law? The Securities and Exchange Commission. Oh, they've actually said that. Yes. They've actually they said that. They don't enforce it. They don't enforce diddly because they don't have the no. they don't have enough people to I mean, shoot, yeah. with all the flipping criminals on Wall Street, they don't have time. <laughs> Anybody watch TV lately? We work, we crash. We super pump. pump, super pump. We invent Anna. We drop out of school. We what about bad vegan? Come on, bad. Man. We got the bad vegan. I, I've been. It's like all the world is all scams all the time. Yeah, there is a lot of that on television. I feel like we're the only anyway. breath of sanity and honesty in the world. Well, let's right. keep breathing. I'm going to Brian. All right. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hey, Don and Tom, thank you so much for teaching us and making us laugh seven days a week. I'm a regular caller and listener at this point. Appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, What's big up? deal, y'all. So, yeah, I own AVEM, which I think, to my understanding, is a large blend of yeah. emerging markets ETF. But I, mm-hmm. I understand that it is. That's a run by Avantis. Yeah. Yes, sir. And I think they just released something called AVES. Is that a large value emerging market ETF or small value? Oh, now you're going to make us look bad because we don't know uh, the answer. Yes, that, that is an emerging markets have. value ETF. Okay, so wow. I'm just wondering. Yeah, I, I'm, it's a fine tuning question, I guess. I mean, I think I may get that fund. I didn't even know that existed. <laughs> so here is your question: I, yeah, Should I own that instead of the AVEM? It is, or should I go 50-50? Yeah. I probably would go 50-50. Remember, the AVE, that's a riskier fund. Yep. As I jokingly say, these are lousy 
companies in in, uh, in countries, which is not true. They're not countries. They're riskier countries. So I'd probably split it. And so then you have sort of a growth value blend between those two funds. That's kind yeah, of it makes the portfolio doing. more ponderous. Yeah, it makes it more ponderous. Um, the interesting the management thing, is difficult too. Yeah, they're boy, they're, that is really fascinating. So AV, I'm just looking at the the uh, the split between growth and value, and they are. I just want to go back and make sure that's interesting. <laughs> the value tilt on AVES, you know what? I wouldn't even bother. <laughs> because the val AVEM has a value tilt already. It does. AVES yeah, right. is just a slightly greater value tilt. Oh. Slightly. And I do mean ever so slightly that i don't think i'd have both if you want to lean them you're going to have almost the same portfolio anyway uh just go if you want more value just go with aves because um wow i can't i'm looking at the chart and going that is just very very little difference i mean i don't have the exact aves is going to be probably a little ex more expensive uh, yeah uh, yeah, it's point three six to point three three. Yeah, um, so slightly, a little more value, and, and it's so, a yeah, little I mean, again. It, it's a little smaller. It's exposure. a little more value. Yeah. Really, they kind of took yeah. out Taiwan Semiconductor, and other than that, it's a similar fund. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Okay, Which thanks. the Chinese may do anyway. Thanks so for calling. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Eight five five nine two five talk. Are talking real money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch, guaranteed. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y dot com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. You see, this is this is where uh, an advisor can help because there are lots of little little tiny points that you need to analyze to try to pick a fund that's likely to fit better within the factors that we believe in. And the difference between AVES and AVEM, the Avantis Merging Markets Funds, in terms yeah. of their value tilt, they're almost they're so close. Little smaller companies in AVES. But a little more digging shows me that AVEM, the regular emerging markets fund, has 3,200 stocks in it. Yes. The AVES has about 1,300 stocks in it. So you get more diversification. You get a little less, less of value. A value to, remember. Less, but not much yeah, I less. mean, there's a lot of work that's, that showed that value has made – Still, even more in emerging markets. So, but all things being equal, again, as your advisor, I would just use the AVEM. Yeah, because of the added diversification. Because really, one of the things that makes a big difference in in perceived volatility for investors, and that's what keeps you invested, is diversification. It can yeah. it can it can dampen the longer term bouncing, not the short term bouncing. You're still going to get a lot of that in an individual fund. But it can it can reduce it over long periods of time. So let's go back to those phones at 855-935-TALK. And Dave, you are next. Hi, Dave. 
Hi, guys. Oh, I really enjoy your show. So here's the situation. I am in the process of writing a revocable living trust. I'm 76 years old, so I have to look at a, um, uh, a successor trustee. So I mm-hmm. go into my local bank and say, tell them that. And I said, oh, by the way, I have some investments in both Fidelity and uh, Vanguard. And uh, if you take over this trust, can you continue to, can I continue to have those facilities with uh, in Vanguard? <laughs> Will you manage those? Oh, no, no. We have to bring all of the assets into our trust into mm-hmm. our trust department, and then we will manage your assets for you, meaning they'll buy their uh, stocks and bonds and so on and so forth, yep. which, as you very well know, and I know, the return is ridiculous. So my question mm-hmm. is, uh, I don't necessarily want to go to that bank for my trust department, but I'm looking for a successor trustee. Can you give me some avenues that I can look at for successor trustees. Yeah, the problem I always see in this issue is the cost. Because we looked at the field not long ago because someone else, one of our clients wanted one, and we looked around and, boy, they range as high as like 1% to 1.5% a year. And I always think, is that something you really need? And and, and so, hmm. I don't have a great answer. I mean, we ended up in the case of, I think, of our client finding, I think it was a family member or something. That's the most common answer, by the way. It is usually a family member of some kind that agrees to act as a trustee. Um, How big is the trust? Just out of curiosity. Just out of curiosity. It's going to be somewhere around $13 million, and and a family member doesn't. That's not an yeah. option. Yeah, that you get to that level, then I'd say, yeah, you do need. And, and but but there again, if it's is it a matter of the money management and record keeping and a tax return? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, because I would like my business to continue. For example, I own and manage real estate. I'd like to take a couple of those units and say, okay, I want those to be put in a management company. So that when my grandkids go to college, which one is about eight or nine years from now and the other is about uh, 10, 10 to 12 years before they go to college, then I would want them to, to be able to have the beneficiary of maybe those two buildings. And at 21, they could get 20% and at 30, they could get another 20% and so on. But that's 40 years down the road. Mm-hmm. Oh, this it's a is, hard question. It is really hard. Um, you, you, I assume you have a good attorney setting this trust up for you, right? Yes, I am. I am uh, setting it up through uh, Anderson Advisors, and uh, and I laugh when I say this in Las Vegas, but they are a great firm. <laughs> Well, um, they could handle the thirteen million in about you, an what, afternoon. What, what I would probably do is, uh, for example, I know. Of, of a bank in Central Florida that has uh, a trust department and they and their brokerage firm that is not a brokerage firm it is a true investment advisory firm and it's a dimensional funds approved advisor which means they would use no load low cost products 
I would either ask your lawyer if they have any banks that they know of that 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 don't have their own brokerage firm. You don't want a, a, a bank with a brokerage firm in-house, but very few banks have a, a fiduciary advisory firm, but a few do. A few do. I'm trying to remember the name of that bank in Florida that um, that did this. They were also associated with a big real estate firm, but they... You know, I, I'm gonna try and find that if and I and if I find that, I'll I'll mention it on a on the on the show on a Saturday. But um, I would call some banks and say, "Do you allow outside investments yeah. in your trust? Because you're gonna pay somebody, you're gonna pay a trustee one one and a half percent a year to manage. It's ridiculous what they get because they don't do much. <laughs> they just sort of stare at the money. Nope. Um, oh man. Uh, yeah, most bank trust departments. I wish I had some better They're going to throw yeah. you to their brokers, and their brokers are, yeah. go, are generally speaking, the worst brokers in the world. And you think there's some? I know there are a lot of bad ones out there, but some of the worst brokers in the world reside in banks. They work for banks. So, thank you for your kind comment about the show. I've known several of them, and they're really terrible, terrible brokers. Terrible. Uh, let's see, Cindy, you're up next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Um, so I'm thinking about doing a conversion from my rollover IRA to a Roth IRA. And I'm wondering if I do that now, do I have to pay estimated taxes on it now? Or are they due at the end of the year? Or should I wait to the end of the year to do the conversion? How big is the conversion? 50000 And how big is your income without the conversion? Um... About eighty thousand, roughly. Money. So it's gonna it's gonna kick you up a little bit. Yeah, I mean the problem you run into is if you substantially underpay what you owe, the IRS is going to want you to not only pay what you owe, they may throw a penalty on top of it because they. However, so however, did you get the first a, time? Did you? I was nicer. just gonna say, did you get a yeah. refund? Are you getting a refund this year? No. You paid taxes this year. Did you have income that that yeah? So you really should pay the estimated tax on yeah, that amount. Sense. Yeah, you really because, should. because again, sometimes the first time around they I think they they, 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 they cut you some okay. slack, uh, and, and then, then after that you do it after that they say you must yeah. file you must file quarterlies, um, and if you don't, then pay, we'll pay hit the you. estimated. And we'll get hit on you with, with a penalty. I would pay the estimated before the end of the year. Tom and Don are talking real money. A second opinion could save your life either physically or fiscally. Let one of our Vestry advisors help you save your future at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. He's coming out of his cave. He's coming to the Northwest. And if you're like me, you've missed seeing Don McDonald in person. Got an opportunity to see Don. Good thing they're not like Paul you. Merriman. Herb, well, that's good for the world. Uh, lots of great speakers, terrific information. Come out and join us in person in Bellevue, May 14th for Retire Meet. I think it's like the eighth year or something, and it's sold out every year. So get your tickets now. Don't wait around. It's going to be a great event, and you'll learn a lot, and you'll have fun. How's that? Retiremeet.com. He's guaranteeing that, that apparently. Yeah. Uh, retire, M-E-E-T, or retiremeat.com. 
you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment tax or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now?